Alright then, welcome back to Sci-Fi Junk, episode number two. And today we're going to continue with a few more, uh, well, with one more review of a movie. Um, I recently went to see X-Men, Days of Future Past. And, uh, so we're going to go over a few ideas that I have with it, see what we can come up with. If you feel like I missed anything, feel free to uh, write me and let me know. I don't uh, have a real soft skin. So, let's start with um, some of the things that I really liked about this movie. And and the, the thing is, is that I'm not sure that I, I truly really liked it. Like, 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 like a lot of movies. Um, it was good. Or I don't say it was good. It was it was decent. It wasn't good. It wasn't great. Um, but it certainly wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. But there was a lot of things in this movie that um, I can actually re- uh, really appreciate. I mean, the first one is let's let's talk about the way that it technically does a reboot without doing a reboot. Now, let me warn you now: um, if you're have not seen the movie. Um, you don't want to continue listening because there's going to be a lot of spoilers. You're going to want to come back after the movie and use this to to compare to what you agree with the movie. Unless you just plan on not, not seeing it at all, then you'll probably get a good idea of, 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 of the highlights of it anyway from this. But the one thing that I liked about this one is that it, it basically um, did a reboot without a reboot. I mean, the the X Men hire themselves or convince them convince each other in a future day to go to the past and fix a problem, and they've got some timey wimey kind of stuff going on here that I was actually kind of pleased with the way they handled that. Even um, they didn't they didn't stretch it too much. They didn't make it unbelievable. They they took care of the paradox by basically saying, okay, look, Logan, you're gonna go back. Um, you're you're gonna change things, and when you wake up, because technically you don't. He didn't go back. His an impression went of him went back. Um, there now he looked the same because he's you know. Wolverine and he reheals and everything. Now there were some funny things that he did. You know, at one point he got ticked off at someone and went to to put out his 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 uh, enhanced metal um, things, and they were actually the old um, original um, I don't know bone ones or whatever. That was kind of funny because um, it kind of caught him off guard. You can kind of see it in his face. He's like, "What the hell?" And so, but um, not bad. Overall, the idea of him going back and him altering things, and then when he wakes up, he's the only one that's aware of what's happened in the past. Now, major, major, major spoiler. Um, I'm going to ruin the end of this if you're not interested in hearing it. You either skip the next couple minutes or at least the next minute or two. Um... But at the very end of the movie, when he 
wakes up from it and he is back at the school and he walks down to the professor's office and he goes to talk to him and the professor says you're here to teach a class and he looks at him and he says well that's going to be a problem because you're here to teach a history class that was the key you're here to teach a history class you need to get to class you're going to be late and he says well I have a problem with that I don't know any history that's accurate past 1973 and that's when the professor realized that it had happened and that he had gone back and changed things and um, it was it was very unusual. I mean, but it was a really cool way of handling. I think they 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 must have really sat down and thought about that. And that that's something that I really appreciate when it comes to when it comes to movies like this. When they think about the details enough for you to be able to sit down and talk about it like this afterwards. Um, when they talk, when they when they think about the details enough for you to be able to sit down and talk about it afterwards, think about it, verbalize what you've got, what what happened, and it still be accurate to the, or at least be believable and understandable how they got to that point. That's the kind of that's the kind of writing that you can really appreciate because you know it wasn't done in a lazy fashion. Now. That doesn't mean that a writer can't get lucky and, and land on something like that and not even think twice about it. There's, you, we all know there's tons of writers like that too, but in this particular case, I think that someone put forth a lot of effort to say, look, if we're going to do this, if we're going to do this timey-wimey thing, and we're going to go back, and we're going to change the past, and we're going to reset the last... Well, you figure 73, so you got 83, 93, 2000, I mean, 40 years of history... You basically rebooted X-Men for the last 40 years. They can retell the entire series and, and everything that happened there. It was also kind of cool of all the characters being back and and um, and uh, all that. Now, that said, there's a few things that make that make it very very interesting this time that'll that'll make for an interesting retail of a few of the characters things I mean as we all know Mystique or Raven or whatever you want to call her Jennifer Lawrence was was playing her so them trying to capitalize on that this movie was really um, her movie as opposed to a Wolverine movie or whatnot I mean this was really about her the um, the guy from what is the name of the imp from uh, Game of Thrones? I'm not sure of his real name, but he plays this military um, guru who's going to kind of like it reminded me a lot of build the um, build the ultimate marine robot marines like an Iron Man. <laughs> they really even they even look like it a little bit towards the end when they were. Uh, and basically the same thing happened to him, you know, um, uh, the other professor had gone and put metal in them all so he could kind of control them and everything. So they kind of backfired like they had, even in the same as it had in Iron Man. But that was beside the point, because at that point, the 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 story was really, really more about Raven... Um, becoming Mystique and about that first kill and about, you know, um, uh, Wolverine going back 
and and making that change and getting her not to do that first kill of of him um because when she kills him basically what happens in the, in the past is that she killed him and because he had died that convinced the military and the president and the and the naysayers actually it was a senate funding committee i think that convinced them that they wanted to that they needed to aggressively go after the um, X-Men and you know it was going to be this, a battle for the survival of the fittest um, so they were Wolverine was sent back to con- to talk the Magneto and, prof- and the Professor into helping him stop her from doing such and of course you know Magneto goes berserk and crazy after they've breaking him out and all that kind of stuff and he goes berserk and think he has a better way of fixing everything and blah 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 that part of it was a kind of a, a same old same old thing it was I, I was expecting a little bit more from it other than him saying yeah I've got a better way of doing it and oh by the way let's do it at the most inappropriate Un, unrecoverable time that we possibly could do it when we're standing in the White House. You know, um, actually, I'm not sure it was the White House. It was the um, the Pentagon. When we're standing in the Pentagon, breaking, you know, um, or was it the, or was it the White House? Uh, think about it, because they had broken into. Uh, to disturb the meeting, so no, I think it had to. The meeting had to have been going on in the Pentagon. Either way, oh, Mystique was—that's it. Mystique was, or uh, Raven was, uh, in the meeting, pretending to be somebody. That's what it was. And while she was in there pretending to be somebody, they—they they came to stop her. So it definitely would have been at the Pentagon, is where the meeting would have taken place. And so, of course, that's when he picks that. You know, right then and there, he's got a better way of of putting an end to all this, and his better way is to kill Mystique. Now, I don't know. It, it seems to me like if, if he was smart, um, that what he probably would have done is gone along with the plan, got her out of there, and then when things had taken care of to make sure that it didn't, you know, because they, they, they weren't sure if, if history had, or, yeah, history? I guess it's history. History had had they weren't sure if history just had a way of fixing itself and they knew it had a tendency to go back to what it had originally been but so you know i guess if he was worried about that he could have just killed her afterwards and more but no he had to pick right then and there right in the middle of everything everything had to be completely blown out of proportion for it to be his, and I guess that's because they needed a bad guy. I mean, the I mean, really, there wasn't any bad guy this time around, because you know the professor and Magneto had gone back in time to work together, and they were working together to get to to stop her and so on and so forth. So. Yeah, yeah, that part of it was a little irritating. It was like, why did you pick just this second? And then on top of that, I mean, if you're if that's what you're trying to stop, then he he 
Magneto could have achieved that just by making the robots misfire. And this was the part that I'm thinking of when the robots go crazy. I'm thinking, oh man, you just, you, right then and there, he had enjoyed, because it was, it was a demonstration, and they weren't even supposed to be turned on. And so, well, I guess you really couldn't call it a demonstration, but it was a show and tell, and the robots weren't even supposed to be turned on. And they they came to life, and they took off, and they started shooting everything. Then, of course, Magneto has to go crazy and bring an entire stadium and land it on top of them all, and, and blah, blah, blah. But if his true goal was to stop them from from continuing instead of just stopping them and making them think it was a bad idea and that the robots had gone crazy and that they, they weren't the answer and, and, and the guy who was um, um, from Game of Thrones, I don't know his name I'm going to have to look up his name if, um, if that's what he was trying to accomplish, he had done that the second he took control of those robots and started shooting things and, and doing stuff. There wasn't any reason for him to take the entire stadium and pick it up and him and the stadium fly across the city and land it in the middle and and then he was going to kill all those people or kill all the all the people that were in that meeting and 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 making the decisions and everything like that. I, I don't know. I just... I, I seen that Magneto's thought process was a little weak. And it's kind of sad, too, because it was... The, a lot of the other things, the, the time travel and stuff, was so well thought out that this just really wasn't... There wasn't a real compelling reason. Not that it was completely wrong and that, you know what, he thinks he's better and he's got a better way and all that. It's it's believable. It just wasn't for someone that was that smart what I would have considered the ideal choice. And, you know, I guess maybe that's how he ended up in prison or that's how he ends up being the bad guy in the first place. But... From there, now let's go on a little bit and talk about because this was a movie about you know Jennifer Lawrence and 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 Mystique and and Raven. Let's talk a little bit about the character because they did I I thought a pretty darn good job with her character on this one. Um, they showed her you know battling between the the good and the bad and the the you know not wanting to be the the blue monster wanting to be the creature that was you know the the, the pretty creature the, the the normal quote unquote normal human um, and I, I thought that the I thought that the um, character building they did on that one was rather good um, I thought they handled it rather well. Um, I think some of the things that she did was also a little short-sighted. Um, I think a little of that could have been a little better thought out. She was just so dead set on, you know, killing them that it got really hard to believe that she wasn't already a killer. And that was the part that kind of that that kind of made me wanna made me wonder a little bit because it it made sense that she you know she wanted revenge and and all that but she wanted you know she had a bloodthirst going and it was you know 
it was it, like like the other items. It wasn't that it wasn't complete. It wasn't totally unbelievable, um, but it was a little bit strong. In that, if you're not a killer, you don't have that strong of an urge to kill someone as bad as she did. I, I don't think. I, th I think it was just a little overdone, and I, or. Let's, well, yeah, okay, a little overdone is probably the right words for it. I think it could have been done a little bit better if it had been if it had been um, thought out. The unfortunate thing is is that once you start nitpicking the little things like this, then you know you could spend the next sixty years in editing and never actually end up getting a movie. Um, as Dresden says, you know, if you don't if you don't ever start doing something, if you don't ever stop thinking about all the ways you can fix something, you never get started in the first place. So, um, same thing's true with 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 I guess with the movie. So, if they never stop writing, you know, if they're if they're always looking for that absolute 100% perfection, that you never you never actually get done writing it and it never actually gets made into a movie. But so you got to have a happy balance there somewhere. But where is that happy balance and what makes it, what is, decides if it's a great movie or a good movie. And on top of that, it was good to see Jennifer playing a, a role that wasn't the um, Hunger Games childish, chi you know, being dressed down to being a child or being the dolled up role of the, of the casino one. I don't even remember the name of that one, that, the other one that she was doing, um... Well, she's had done thousands of, or hundreds of, tons of them, um, but you know what I mean. Um, so she seems to always be dolled up to be, you know, the, the doll, or dumbed down to be the, the young kid. And in this one, it was nice to see her when she was not in the blue state, when she was in her natural state, that she was just a normal um character and there wasn't you know it was it was nice to see it in, in a normal I think it was very fitting of her too I don't think it was uh and the other ones do her as as much justice as that does now with all the reviews that this thing has been getting and they've all been a lot more kind than I think the movie truly um truly deserves. I mean, yeah, it's been, it was it was a decent movie, but um, I don't think I have seen anyone really um, pick on any part of it. And it wasn't that there was a whole lot that was, you know, really broken with it. Like I said before, there was a lot of little things that were wrong, but they weren't really super broken. But at the same time, it had a lot of, eh, kind of going on too. Um, I, I think the best one that I, you know, the best thing that I heard said about that was someone saying something along, something along the lines of it, it plays like a so-so middle chapter of an epic series rather than a, um, you know, this grand old kickoff type thing. And that, that really sums it up. It really does feel like the kind of the middle chapter in a book where, you know, the stuff before and the stuff after are really, really super important. But this kind of piece, you kind of, you know, you can you can miss it in a soap opera, kind of miss it, and it's not really all that bad. But it it had those important elements. It really did change a lot, and it really was important, but it just didn't fill it. And, and I don't know why. Um, overall, um, I mean, it's getting grave re great, great reviews. I mean, um, I'd say probably in the high eights or nines, but I'm going to give it... Um, uh, a seven and a half to eight 
let's let's say seven 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 point seven five because I don't think it's a true eight. And you know, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure it's a seven point seven five, but I, I don't feel that it's a seven point five either. So um I'm gonna put it at a seven point seven five out of ten and say that it was a, it was a good movie. It was worth watching. I'm not sure how much rewatchability it has. Actually, it probably has a couple of rewatches. Um, and it's simply so that you can weed out all the little details and all the little intricate things for the future and the uh, future past, um, so that you can get all the little you know the little um, uh, phrase drops and stuff like that. Um, there was a lot of good laughing moments in it also, so that that helps a lot with a lot of a lot of the reviewers. But I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, um, um, yeah, I'd say seven point five, maybe seven point seven five, somewhere in that range. Either way, it was it was a decent show. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I'm off to see Spider-Man. That'll be our next review, unless I do. Um, uh, convention this weekend, so I uh, might actually be doing something on the convention, depending on which one gets out first and which one I record first. It's either going to be Spider-Man or it's going to be Spooky Empire in Orlando, Florida. And so we will talk to you on the next show. I appreciate you listening. If you have any feedback, you feel free to send it over to me. I've got a good thick skin, good or bad. If I miss something you don't agree or whatnot, you let me know. And I'll be sure to uh, talk about you in, in one of my future episodes. I'll talk to you then, and thanks a lot.